What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition of Lenny's Leads Like Locked. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video. goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Content that hopefully has the Denver Nuggets coming back. Uh, Jamal Murray, an incredible first half there. No Tyrese Halliburton, tons of closing line value. So, of course, we have Michael Porter Jr. looking like a dumb dumb out there. Of course, him and Aaron Gordon and KCP can't make a single shot to help out Murray and Jokic, who pretty much did everything. They have to do a lot of stuff for this team from pretty much every single time that they hit the floor. But either way, uh, brutal to watch Indiana just completely trounce them there in the first half. But it's not a first half bet. It is a full game bet. Hopefully, we can get that money line across the board and then yeah we got a lot of fun stuff coming up later there in the evening cj mccollum off to a really nice start that is useful as well also useful signing up at multiple sports books and bet mgm oh their shoulder bet mgm has this great deal going with you right now here uh my dear god my dear god made just 158 dollars in bonus bets is that interesting to you for just five dollars yeah, I think you might want to take advantage of that down below. Again, you deposit $10 or more at BetMGM. Bet $5 on anything, $158 in the form of three $50, $50, and $58 bonus bets, respectively. Only for 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But we got eight games to talk about here on this lovely Wednesday slate. We had some trade stuff go down. I guess we're going to get Mr. Doc Rivers back in the NBA, potentially. What is going on in Milwaukee? What? I mean, that was a move that needed to get made, but... Not to get Mr. Rivers, but whatever. He's been in a booth at ESPN really working hard on his coaching. He wasn't really a good coach there in Philly either. Anywho, let's talk about the Miami side of that trade. That's going to be, well, it's not even related. Whatever. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. Woo, darling, we got the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Detroit Pistons. Here is the trade that I was talking about there, the aforementioned trade. Terry Rozier off to Miami. Going to Miami. That's a good thing for him. Charlotte, probably a good thing for them to clean up a 2027 first-round pick. And obviously, Kyle Lowry, I find it very unlikely he will ever play a game here. What, two weeks we have until the trade deadline? Two weeks? There's no way that he's going to play a game for Charlotte unless somehow, some way, no other team wants him. He is 37. He is kind of getting up there in age. Was going through some of the specifics of that trade and kind of is what it is. I mean, Charlotte, they know they're not going anywhere. They're trying to build for the future. And as such... You just need to accumulate assets, try to take as many shots in the first round as you humanly possibly can, and hope those come into really good picks, which, when you're as bad as Charlotte is, shouldn't be that difficult to pull off. But anywho, we're looking at Charlotte plus two, taking on Detroit again. Detroit, we're talking about a team that is 4-39 that is a two-point favorite. 4-39, two-point favorite. Like, by that logic alone, that makes me just, like, want to throw up and just lose my mind. But as I look at the board here for this spot specifically, I got to tell you, it's not all that appealing to try to go to anything outside of one specific little play of a rookie here in Charlotte who's starting to show out. Now, we saw him go into Minnesota, and obviously that we'll get to Minnesota here coming up next. My Minnesota Timberwolves and the Carl Anthony Towns outing that was... But Brandon Miller is going to start playing a lot of minutes for this basketball team because, again, they're building towards the future. And before, it felt like they were ah, kind of waning. But with no Terry Rozier there, that's a lot of production that is going to get scooped up. And not only that, but you have Cody Martin, who's questionable. You have Nick Richards, who's going to be questionable for this one. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington playing a lot of those like minutes at the, at the big spots. I mean, these are just kind of 
weird things to be looking at across the board. I think you got to be betting Brandon Miller at this kind of a number. 23 and a half PRA. That's his opening number. Minus 110, minus 105. Opening numbers across the board. That's got to get bet up. That's got to get bet up by people like me, by people like you. So we should go do that. Not a lock, because again, there's some uncertainty when you're talking about two horrible teams that don't even necessarily have the ambition to go win games. I got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. Anyway, Brandon Miller, he's going over that next game. Another half unit play on the horizon in this one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. My Minnesota Timberwolves, such a disappointment. Carl Anthony Towns puts up 44 in the first half the other night. Uh, ended up working out well for me from a DFS perspective. Ended up having a pretty good night as a result of it. But you know what? Really bad for my team because they decided to kind of just funnel towards him the entire second half and let him chuck and kind of quit trying to win a basketball game. That's not going to happen with Mike Conley back at the helm here, taking on the Washington Wizards. Washington, you work through the analytics of it. They are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Second worst in defensive rating. Fifth worst in adjusted offensive rating. They are 27th in adjusted net rating overall. And they play at a breakneck pace, which should increase the variance to a certain extent. But like, really what it does is it extends the opportunity for a double-digit lead to get covered because there's more possessions here for my Minnesota Timberwolves to smash their faces in. This is going to be a spot where they like Finch. Finch is a coach that they definitely have been playing for all season long, has really brought this team together. And so, yeah, I, I think days of your, you'd have Carl Anthony Towns be a little resentful that he didn't close the last three minutes of that game despite having points in the 60s. But he was kind of brain dead in that fourth quarter because they were just trying to do stupid stuff and not win a basketball game. They are going to win a basketball game emphatically in Washington by double digits. Now, if you want to try to buy a half point, I'm not going to. I'll just say 11 or more. 10 and a half points? Yeah, give me that on the Minnesota side of things. This is a bounce back spot for the, uh, the best team in the West still. They're still there. That's still them. Let's not freak out too much here. 30 and 13. It'll be okay. But again, don't do that crap again, please. Cool trade here for the Miami Heat taking on Memphis. And obviously the uh, main attraction of the day that wasn't coaching news in Milwaukee. It was Terry Rozier. Does he end up suiting up here in this spot? They need to get this trade finalized. And Kyle Lowry, they said out of respect to Kyle Lowry, Charlotte's not going to play him. But you best believe Miami. The whole point is that they wanted to go out and get somebody some extra scoring. And I like what Miami does here. They add even more shooting and off the ball shooting. And somebody who can play with the ball, obviously, in his hands and play point guard here for this team. Jimmy Butler can play that point forward and Tyler Hero can play ball handling. I mean, they have now three guys who can play with the ball in their hands at different points of the wing and outside of Jimmy Butler because he's not necessarily a three-point shooter. We know that. But Tyler Hero has been playing a lot better than people expected this season. You also have Mr. Terry Rozier, who's been pretty good in terms of true shooting numbers in the last couple seasons. So, like, for me, this spreads out the floor even more for them. Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson off the bench. It's going to be consolidated minutes, though, for that starting five. Caleb Martin now joining them. Haywood Highsmith probable for this one, so he's probably going to get some nice rotation minutes. And Kevin Love, we know that he's out there to be a spark plug for 12 to 16 minutes a game, depending on what they need, or depending on what rotations you have Memphis throwing out. And we never know what the rotation for Memphis is going to be. As you start breaking it down last game, they ended up Tillman coming off the bench. And the main reason that he ended up seeing a lot of those minutes was because you had certain dudes getting dinged up. And last time out, I mean, we know how thin they've been in the front court. It's been Brandon Clark out forever. You've got, um, you know, 
Steven Adams out forever. But what I'm getting at is Santi Aldama started. He's going to be out for this one with knee soreness. He ended up having a, a knee deal, didn't play that second half, and then Xavier Tillman worked into the starting unit. I think Xavier Tillman would have started this one regardless because of Bam Adebayo on the other side. But as I'm working through the ratings, this is a pretty efficient spot. 214, wild to see that low of a number, but that's what Miami does with their lowest pace in the Eastern Conference. Well, actually second lowest because Chicago is the slowest, but whatever. Anywho, we're not betting anything in this one. We're going Miami minus nine and a half for a lean. If you made me do anything again, that little lean guy down there, that does not mean it's a play. Remember that. You know, it is a play every single time. Top of the EV tool at Odd Shopper. Let's talk about it now. Friends, sign up right now for the Odd Shopper OS Premium Tools for $14.95 weekly, $49.95 monthly, market-based approach. We're talking going to sportsbooks, shopping for the best odds in your state, and then you also get that Parlay Builder. You also get the Positive EV tool. You get everything we have to offer in terms of tools, but you also get the Premium Discord where you get my betting card, Nathan Joyce's betting card, Isaiah Suarez's betting card, everybody's betting card on a day-to-day -day basis, friends. Fire it up. Why wouldn't you want to jump in there? And again, when you use promo code LINDY, L-I-N-D-Y, 20% off for those expert picks, Discord premium tools for your first week or your first month. So again, that would become $12 to try it out for a week. Come on now. It's less than $2 a day to come hang out in the Discord, get some free bets, chat with me, ask me questions, tag me, I will answer. Well, that's why dog needs a walk, in which case I'll walk my dog. But then I will come back and I will appropriately respond to you in a timely fashion because that's the way that I feel about this. I love betting sports. If you do too, friends, check out the Odd Shopper Premium Package here. $12 for that first week. Promo code Lindy. Sign up down at the link below. Yay, Odd Shopper. Back to the picks we go. Yeah, we're going to talk quickly through this one, too. I don't have a whole heck of a lot for you here. Portland plus nine and a half taking on Houston. A couple of these wide spreads early on. Minnesota's the only one I feel like taking a stab at and not even necessarily purely data centric because I just have it at 11 and a half. Technically, a whole point there on the road to Washington. But I do think coming off of that ridiculousness against Charlotte, they will have their heads on straight. And again, that's what Mike Conley does. I don't think he's ever had a technical foul in his NBA career, too, for what it's worth. I know that that's something you could probably Google and take a look at, but. Anyhow, that's not what I'm getting into. I'm getting into the data on my page here. And that's where Portland on a back-to-back -back could end up sitting some of these guys. And this is where it's really appealing if you do jump in on the Houston side of things. Now, they're not even the lean that I have here in this game. For me, it's just like if you lose the likes of an Anthony Simons, a Jeremy Grant, a DeAndre Ayton, a Malcolm Brogdon, a definite risk candidate, even Scoot Henderson, who's been dinged up at times this season, there's no point in pushing these guys. You're not actually trying to win games. In fact, you might want to start putting Jeremy Grant on bubble wrap and just hoping you can move him at some point in time. Anthony Simons, he's not going anywhere. You've kind of invested your dollars towards him. Makes you hollers. Anywho, as I look at the board, the only thing that I think I'd really want is if you get Simons or Grant or anybody sitting there, how does Portland score against Houston? I mean, we're aware that Houston... Much better defensively than in days past. 113.1 adjusted defensive rating. That is seventh in the NBA. They also play at a really slow speed. They're 20th in the NBA. 98.5 possessions per 48 minutes. You add all of that up together. I think the under is an intriguing thing to have in your pocket. Now, I don't want to fire it up yet. I'm going to wait. But this is probably your most appealing lean for me on the card. Under 221. If you can read the tea leaves right, if something happens, somebody gets dinged up in the Portland spot, I might be firing this up as soon as I humanly possibly can, hoping this line doesn't move too much because 
I don't see how Portland generates offense without those two main guys. Malcolm Brogdon obviously would also be nice, but specifically Simons Grant. We'll see if they play on the back-to-back after playing OKC. Lots to be determined here next game. We go from a lean under to a like over. And yeah, again, wild to be that I don't have a ton of props on this card early on. But again, my job is to give you my favorite play that you have initially. And sometimes I'll use previous lines for certain players and look ahead. I think you might be looking at some pretty wild stuff here on the Cleveland side once this number drops. Plus seven, they are pretty big dogs here taking on Milwaukee. And again, the news of the day, new head coach making their way there could end up being freaking Doc Rivers. Now, he won't be coaching on Wednesday. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they need to get figured out there. But 30 and 13, Damian Lillard didn't really work in the construct of the offense. So that is really the jumpstart deal. You got a finite window for a guy like Giannis to have the absolute peak of his career. And you want to take every advantage and every swing you can. And if you feel like losing a coach right off the bat is going to somehow, some way help you, so be it. I just wish it wasn't Doc Rivers on the other side. Somebody who's proven to be terrible at in-game adjustments, whether that was in the post-Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, a Paul Pierce era. I mean, I tell you, I could have probably coached Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett in that iteration. The the first true big three, as we kind of know it, and have like called everybody the big three, that's the only title you have for Doc Rivers. He ends up getting traded. Yeah, traded to the Clippers. Then he ends up going to Neverland there and then coming back to the 76ers. And it's just absurd, the run good that he's had. He's kind of got like his buddies club where he brings DeAndre Jordan to wherever he is. So Denver, look out. He could be on the move. So dumb. But anywho, anything is probably better than the way that Dame was playing in this offense here at the moment. No, that sounds weird to say for a 30 and 13 team, but part of it is Giannis has just been playing so many damn minutes and it's not something you want. He shouldn't have to play 38 and 36 minutes against Detroit in back-to-back spots. Shouldn't have to play 40 against Sacramento, 37 against Golden State. Those are his last four games. Pretty wild stuff. So again, you're trying to give him some help at the deadline, Milwaukee. That's going to be on them to make that happen. But in the meantime... I know Cleveland isn't the most fleet of foot at times, but they're putting more shooting out onto the floor. And I mean, he's unsustainably shooting the ball of late, but Karis LeVert is questionable. You're still going to see minutes for Sam Merrill shooting the ball the way that he has. George Niang, my Iowa State boys, shout him out. Max Struess, obviously, shooting the ball. And Donovan Mitchell, very obviously, moving, moving. I'm telling you, 237 is a low number for the pace potential in this one. Even with a Cleveland team that's not exactly known to push a 98.2 possessions per 48 minutes, but that's the power of playing Milwaukee and new coach, new situation. I expect points in gobs here. Again, it is a crazy breakneck pace that Milwaukee's been playing all season long. Let's ride it to a 242 type number here, which is what I have projected for it. Five point disparity. That's like on the over of 237. Now, before we get to the next game, let's talk about MGM, shall we? Friends, super quick, super easy. You want exposure to multiple sports books. You have DraftKings, you have FanDuel. Add BetMGM to your repertoire, and here's why. You get amazing deals, such as these bonus bets, and you get to take advantage of them for a max max investment of $10. It, you have to deposit $10, you bet $5 on anything, and you'll get a $50, a $50, and $58 bonus bet instantly. Three bonus bets, massive opportunity to take big swings at plus money plays, get that positive expected value. If you need help to figure out what to bet on, jump into the premium discord at Odd Shopper. Hit me up over at Eric Lindquist. I will tell you 
what the best number is to be playing on any specific day. You want to be taking some big shots with those bonus bets because, again, it increases your ROI to do so. I can explain with math at some point in time. But, friends, check out everything at BetMGM. Bet5, get $158 in bonus bets. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Three games left. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell as we head to a team I am very happy with, specifically Kevin Durant. Thank you for not sending that game to overtime against the Bulls because I would not have $30,000 that, uh, again, yay for DFS. Amazing stuff going on over at Stochastic. If you guys want to know what I'm talking about, head over to my Twitter at Eric Lindquist. Had a massive win, and I partially thank Kevin Durant and that big outing he had because Kobe White, those were some lineups there in DFS that were chasing me down. Was happy to see Kevin Durant not let that happen. It was beautiful stuff. And hey, I was just there watching them come back from 22 down with eight and a half left in a fourth quarter. They're starting to figure it out. They're starting to get some rotations. And obviously they've been dinged up a little bit at times. Eric Gordon sat out last time. Does he end up playing here in this spot? I do not know, friends. I do not know. What I do know is there is a ton of freaking news on the Dallas side that is waiting in the wings. Look at Antich questionable. Kind of matters. Kyrie Irving. Kind of matters. Steph. Well, not Steph. That would be awesome for them. Seth Curry going to be questionable and Dante Axum going to be out more than likely here in this spot even though he is officially not uh, doesn't have an injury designation as of recording this here on Tuesday evening so want to throw all of that out there that's a ton of news that can move against Dallas this is so eerily similar to that Denver spot by the way Denver is up 82 78 had an awesome beginning to that third quarter hopefully we can hold that down friends get that lock across the board that would make me so damn happy but anywho it's so eerily similar to that spot yesterday. However, we're not going to lock it because if you do get Luka and you do get Kyrie showing up here, I do think this line does move towards Dallas, sits to them being favored. We obviously like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and all these guys playing together. It would be nice for them to get Eric Gordon back into the mix as well. But they've been playing all those guys way more minutes. Fewer minutes for the likes of Kenneth Beach Chop, uh, Drew Eubanks just playing back up five in limited capacity, and Josh Koji. Been showing up here from time to time. Jemessi Metu, been out of the rotation in the last couple. Find that to be wild. But anywho, we're looking here. I know that they have not been a good team for the public to back. But you know what? What goes down must come back. We want to buy the dip. Buy the dip on Phoenix. Minus one and a half. I'm going to call it a like. Please sit, Luca. Just kick your feet up. Just went berserk the other night in a losing effort to our lock on the Boston side. That was awfully fun. We're going to attack Dallas again here. They need some help for Mr. Luka, similar to like Giannis, but except for Giannis has a lot more help than that for Luka. As we head to the lock of the evening, Oklahoma City minus seven and a half, taking on the Spurs, 240 and a half total. This is a game that should move, and Oklahoma City sits on a back-to-back. We are not going to be touching this spread, though, and it's kind of wild to see just seven and a half, considering how good Oklahoma City we know to be. Plus seven adjust net rating, but... This should tell you how good Victor Wembenyama is, this number just being at seven and a half. Why do I say that? He's playing 28 minutes a night, which is different than 23, 24 minutes a night because Victor Wembenyama been one of the most efficient, ridiculous players in the NBA when he is on the floor. This should be a spot too that he should go out and feast on the boards. Now, let's work through this because this is not something that you would generally think about a team that's as good as what Oklahoma City is. In fact, second in the entire Western Conference, 29 and 13, half a game back of Minnesota right now, entering Tuesday night. Could be tied with them here when we get to the end of the evening. I'm just saying, 
Oklahoma City abandons the boards. They truly decide by design that they do not care all that much about offensive rebounding, about anything that they are going to do in that regard. In fact, they have the third lowest offensive rebounding percentage at 20.6% in the entire NBA. They are giving up the second highest offensive rebound percentage on the other side of defensive wise. Same thing is reflected, friends. They don't care. They're going to let Victor Wembanyama playing the five, assuming he's still playing the five, scoop up the boards here. And yes, this is Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama. Everybody is excited to see this. And obviously we hope Chet doesn't sit on the back-to-back. But Victor Wembanyama, friends, they've been playing him 28 minutes a night. He just had to deal with that apocalypse that was Joel Embiid and obviously wasn't getting to the glass there as much. But he averages 10 boards a game. The last three, he hasn't reached the double-digit column in that regard. The points are basically a foregone conclusion. I believe only one game this entire season. Uh, actually, it's two. I just checked. Two games this entire season that he hasn't scored double digits. I'm in love with Victor Webinyama to double-double here. I'm going to be firing it up. It can be a parlay attachment to just about anything you're doing because these numbers have just been off board here of late. I'm curious to see where his rebound prop drops here as well, but I want this to be high on your priority list of plays Victor Wembanyama against one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. If we're getting anything inside of minus 150, we are just going to fire this to the moon, friends. Victor Wembanyama to double-double. Your lock of the night. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, you. I mean, huh? Let's get to the last game. Hot Atlanta taking on Golden State. And they haven't been all that hot. I mean, they just lost to sacramento was sacramento we've been betting against them a lot we didn't bet against them with atlanta but it is what it is anywho we are looking friends at Draymond green being back for golden state i think this is probably a pretty efficient little number that we're looking at here he's only played the one game and obviously everything's been pretty awful for these warriors we haven't talked about them all week because the horrendous situation that they've had to deal with you know what i'm talking about go ahead and google it but um yeah atlanta plus six and a half you're going to golden state some would say oh well, we should just be locking in golden state i don't know what to make of it all i know is atlanta's played a lot of basketball over the last week and golden state has not i'm sure they're going to come out firing wanting to play for the memory of their assistant coach it's going to be a, a really heavy evening of basketball to watch that is for sure but as I look at the board, I kind of see two to one here on a DeJounte Murray, who's playing 40-ish minutes a night. A Jalen Johnson, a piece that I've talked about repeatedly here, playing minutes in place of DeAndre Hunter, now playing like 38 in every competitive spot. You've got a guy in Sadiq Bay who could be a serviceable knockdown shooter. And of course, ba- uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, had to double check myself there, 34 minutes last time out against Sacramento, trying to come from behind, so maybe a little bit of a surplus of minutes, but... I just think this is one of those spots where you could see a Golden State team come out flat. I don't want to go crazy with it. In fact, I haven't bet it yet. I'm thinking about betting it. would like to see this push plus 250. Can we get people behind the narrative that Golden State is trying to play for, you know, themselves and, and for the assistant doing that? Can we get this number pushed up to plus 250? Then I'd be interested. Otherwise, obviously, I'm going to be watching this one. It's going to be sad. Just also sad that I'm kind of looking at it on money line. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a lean, friends. You don't have to play it. You don't have to tail it. I understand. It's going to just be a weird one. It's going to be a weird one.
And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do? Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite uh, slate, well, almost slate, favorite game, favorite bet that you have here on this slate that we have going here for Wednesday. Going to be a fun one, that is for sure. Thank you to producer Jacob. Get the heck up out of here, my friend. Check out BetMGM. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'll be back on Thursday, friends. Until then, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Wednesday.